Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Chris Godwin, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man for another edition of the uh, of the podcast. This Trash Man silences his silences his phone. Was that an important call coming in, Trash Man? It's my sister. Okay. At least it wasn't calling. At least it wasn't somebody calling you to try try and uh, get like a medical collection or something like that, right? Well, it might be it might be in regards to that. <laughs> uh, I guess who 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 really knows these days? Um, man, I get these on basically half of the phone calls that I get nowadays. Trash man, it just says potential spam. Yeah, there's just, there's just there's so so many of those. We got we got Michael Y in the uh, in the chat saying, "What's up, man? What's up, Michael?" We probably should have put this on YouTube so people or put this on um, Twitter so people would have known that we were on. But we'll just go through this trash man. So a couple things I wanted to get to with the dynasty rankings um, that we talked about last week. There was going to be a big overhaul regarding, and we've started that. And you and I have gone back and forth, and you know, kind of hammered out what we like. Basically, the top sort of sixty-five ish to look like. And this is where it starts getting really hard, and there's a bunch of weird sort of hairs to split as we work our way to 250. You can get really speed blind as you're doing this and hopefully not, you know, hopefully not forget anyone. So what I did was of the players who we had not um, – of the players who we had not kind of had on our top 65 so far, what I went and did is just sort of went and looked at the, you know – kind of age be damned just kind of looking at the 2022 finishes of these guys in, in fantasy and which ones had you know good finishes in 2022 um that hadn't been ranked yet because you, you start getting down here and you're like you know there are good players that are still left that you can't really you know at, at a certain point in time you have to say well yeah i know that mike williams is 29 years old i know that amari cooper is 29 years old but that it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that they're just they're they're worthless assets in dynasty, right? This well, yeah, and you have to look at the position that the players, you know, playing. Wide receivers, tight ends have a you know longer shelf life than a running back. Yeah, and and so 
I guess one of the main ones here, like we said, we're kind of basically looking at kind of six. I got this group of guys that is sort of 65 through 85 ish. And I just like I said, I was I went through a process where I went and looked at sort of 2022 finishes, added the guys who finished at least relatively well in 2022. Then I also went and just looked at, you know, which one of these guys are still young, who were at least somewhat good in 2022 that have some semblance of a role moving forward and got them on there. So examples of that would be, you know, guys like uh, you know, AJ Dillon and Brandon Ayuk, and, you know, Cam Akers to some degree, that's an interesting conversation to have. He's only 24 with the resurgence that he had this year and the worries sort of being on the back burner about the Achilles. Um, another one would be Elijah Moore, who we, you know, we saw, you know, <laughs> What did, what did we see out of Elijah Moore this year? I mean, it's like some some big games, but, you know, definitely requested a trade at one point. You know, the, the quarterback situation there was terrible. I'm not sure how much better it's going to get. Mike White did sort of turn into a pumpkin there at the end. It doesn't look like he's the great savior. I, I think that uh, – I mean, Gabe, I think and Gabriel if we're looking Davis, at guys like Elijah Moore, we have to also then consider like Kadarius Tony, who's down there. Okay, so um, – we'll, Okay, we'll, yeah, I think we can bring Tony into the fold. He's, he's just such a knucklehead. But so like we'll bring Tony sort of into the fold here as part of the discussion. Um, you know, younger running backs, guys like Tyler Algier, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, you know, dudes who, you you know, felt a little bit queasy getting into your lineup this year. But definitely some weeks you really needed uh, in a dynasty type of setting who are still pretty young. Um, Rondell Moore is another guy that's down there. That- I just I'm not sure. Ron, I, I've thought about Rondale in this in this deal for the longest time. And I'm just I'm not going to wait on that especially with the stuff with Kyler. And we'll talk about that stuff in a second with Cliff King. Well, do you want to talk about it now? So uh, I, I wanted to start well. off. I Just wanted to, to start off. Consciousness going. Okay. I, I, I wanted to start off talking about David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, but whenever <laughs> Michael, why he wants to see you wear a fedora. I'm sure you have one or more, more, more than one. I'll bet. I don't um, have like a, well, I don't know. It's something between a cowboy hat and a fedora or something. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's just. I want to talk about Montgomery I, I and Herbert this. because oh, look at that little guy! I can't believe the, the people on the podcast can't see him. What is his name? He looks like the little uh, the little dog from Men in Black, except that it dog's is. It's beige. A pug. She's a pug. What's her name? Uchiko. Uchiko named named after the restaurant here in Austin, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Let's just talk about the Cardinals then, um, because Marquise Brown, I think we had him a little bit in more sort of inside the top. Where do we have him? Yeah, so we have him, you know, pretty. No, we no, we don't. I had him in consideration here. You wanted Rondell more consideration here. I wonder how do you think of the how do you feel about Cliff Kingsbury getting fired? What this does for what this does for Kyler, the organization's commitment to him. No more Steve Kime. Uh, you know, Kyler did sign the long contract, um, but it feels like a disorganized mess around there. I'm not sure how much there I really want to you know buy into or be sort of staking my claim to as far as dynasty. Whenever it feels like a, I, you you never know when that guy could leave him go play baseball or something. Yeah, like what? right. But I mean, Marquise Brown has thrived in you know in a situation where he hasn't had necessarily a quarterback who at least airs out and still. You know, he's still been able to thrive. 
So I feel like Marquise Brown, I mean, he's a talented receiver. I feel like regardless of where he ends up with, I mean, or who he ends up with, I think he's, you know, um, he's definitely got upside. Okay. Um, I'm getting, for some reason, I'm getting like a, a, a signal weakness thing here, trash man. So if I start cutting out or something, make sure and let me know. Okay. So we can take care of that and, you know, make sure to edit it out. Is it, is, are things okay right now? Yeah. From where okay. I'm sitting. Okay. Um, the recording should be able to mitigate that too. Right. Okay. So regardless with, um, with the situation there with Kyler, we have Kyler below Dak Prescott in the rankings. Um, or we have them in the same sort of category. I'm thinking, I was thinking that Kyler should probably be below Dak. What do you, what, what do you think about that idea? Uh, no, I agree. Okay. It's just Kyler is, I mean, I feel like He's, Dak is, is less prone. Cause I mean, you know, what we've seen with like Russell Wilson and what happened, what is, you know, he fell off a cliff this season. I feel like he's, his body type, you know, his athleticism, it's like Kyler's. It's like, he's not that big a guy. So whenever his athleticism starts to taper off, you know, we, we can see a season like this where I feel like Dak isn't subject to that as much, even though he is, you know, a bit older than Murray. And he just has so many weapons and he's just on the better team, at least right now. With Kyler, the thing with him is that, you know, and I talked about it this year in these games whenever he was banged up or I think it was a hamstring and stuff. And I was not only worried in those games with ranking him about his ability to hurt you with his legs and his ability to gain us fantasy points with his legs. Like that's clearly was a big worry, right? That was a big worry. If, if, if Kyler's not going to run, that's a big, big worry because he's not, you know, he, he's not going to be the prolific pocket passer that you want him to be. But I also worry about a lack of mobility because he's, he, he's got to operate off platform. He, he can't stand behind those guys and throw. And we've just seen it with these short quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, it's almost like these guys are doomed to like, it, it, like not everybody can be a Drew Brees. You know what right. I mean? Like, and I honestly think we're probably going to talk a lot, a lot about it this off season with quarterbacks like Bryce Young, right? Who's 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 you know maybe six feet tall, and people are going to talk about him like he's a lock to go, you know, number one pick to, um, well, I guess not to the Texans anymore, but. Uh, you know, just a lock to be the first quarterback off the board. I'm not so. I think NFL teams are starting to kind of worry about these shorter guys. I'm a little bit worried about it too. I'm also worried about you know just the whole coaching change stuff. I'm worried about just Kyler as a player. I've always kind of been worried about his. I've always been worried about his sort of mental makeup and and um, and the and, and the way that he's sort of perceived by his teammates. So I, with that, it's just I think Dak should be ahead of him. But what I wanted to just Maybe we could just do this exercise real quick before we get into the the breakdown that we're going to be doing at Jonathan Mingo, who who I liked. I think you might like a little bit more than me, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. And so, what about David Montgomery, and and vis a vis also Khalil Herbert? How close those guys should be um, in the rankings? Because all right, so you have David Montgomery now, who next year is going to be twenty six years old. There was the interview that he had after this last game wherever he got emotional and said that, yeah, this definitely feels 
you know, this is definitely a, you know, definitely an emotional spot for me. I feel like I've been a good player for this team. I feel like I've been a hell of a player for this team. I still have a lot to prove though. Um, he wasn't talking like a guy that had substantial talks with Ryan Poles or whose agent had success, substantial talks with Ryan Poles about his future there with the team. Um, I know that in that article, it referenced the fact that spot track said that he is probably based on the contracts of these other guys um, do somewhere in that same range of like Leonard Fournette um, probably on the open market, he'll command about 7.2 million per year. I don't know if that's something that the Chicago bears are going to do given so many other needs that they have. And the fact that Khalil Herbert is still there, they need to, they, they cannot look, look what helps Justin Fields more like using those assets towards receiving weapons and other dynamic weapons on offense or bringing back, bringing back David Montgomery for four years 7.2 per year, probably 20 million guaranteed out of that. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say 30 yeah. million total? 20 I mean, they need guaranteed. an offensive line more than any of those things. That's fine, say. fine. But that, but that's what I'm like, still, man, these assets, the, um, you know, these, these, these assets are, are these, uh, you know, they're fungible, right? Like, like whenever you take Montgomery out of the picture, it, you know, that, that can go elsewhere. You know, it can it can take care of, of of other things. So I just wonder, given the replacement value of Khalil Herbert, who you already have on board for a rookie contract for another two seasons, what what I don't think there might be much incentive to pay seven point two million dollars to David Montgomery. So with that said, now we have David Montgomery, who we project as light. So. I mean, especially since Fields is basically their starting running back, you know. Right. Well, it, but here's the other thing: Fields is Fields. Turns out, it's like he looks like he's pretty good. And there's going to be some spots wherever Chicago is going to be in scoring position. Khalil Herbert has showed that you know he's he's a good, efficient running back. We also know what you know, our good friend Matt Kelly always talks about: the Alfred Morris corollary. Um, it doesn't always play out, but when you do have a quarterback that's so pro- proficient with his own read stuff. Who can who can you know make those defensive ends bite down you, you, you know or make those defensive ends stay outside and not bite down as quick on that dive up the middle? It, it definitely like Robert Griffin the third helped Alfred Morris. A guy like Justin Fields could certainly help a hypothetical Khalil Herbert if that backfield's all his own. Now, what the Bears could do would be pick up a running back in day three of the NFL draft. I don't think that would zap Khalil Herbert. I think that we would still be looking at about Khalil Herbert even in redraft as probably a, a seventh round pick or something like that. If there's no David Montgomery, maybe higher. So I mean, I, I mean, I would think higher, but I don't know. I have a, I have a Khalil Herbert bias. So, so Khalil Herbert is going to be 25. David Montgomery is going to be 26. David Montgomery. There's a chance that he's back with the Bears, which would nuke Khalil Herbert likely. Because if he's back with the Bears, he's back on a $7.2 million deal, and they've committed to him for the future, right? On the other hand, with the Montgomery stuff, I think it's probably more like 60, 65% he's going to be gone. So on that, on that side, you know, Khalil Herbert now becomes, I think, more valuable than David Montgomery in a spot where we don't know where, he, where he's heading in free agency. Would you rather have a black box David Montgomery over a Khalil Herbert that you know is with, with with Justin Fields if that scenario is is indeed correct? 
given the complete lack of other options, and we know they're going to address other options in Chicago, but given currently the lack of other options, it feels like Khalil Herbert would sort of, I mean, Justin Herbert's the centerpiece, but it feels like Khalil Herbert would be some form of centerpiece, right? He would, but then, I mean, like, he's not necessarily the goal line back in that situation. Okay, so do you, you like a David Montgomery who things are up in the air with, 35% 35% chance he comes back is the lead dog. 65% chance he goes somewhere else, gets paid like he's a lead dog. But then all of a sudden, like even if he does and he goes off, it, it could be a it could be a Melvin Gordon where nobody wants to pay him that much. Right. It could be. I mean, the thing is, I think we have to maybe look at, well, I don't know if we have to, but I mean, if you're thinking about ECR as well, and where you can probably get Kula Herbert and you know. In, in relative to some of these other backs, some of the other players, I feel like maybe valuing David Montgomery a little bit more might be the shrewder thing to do. Okay. Uh, our boy, Michael Y, I guess he's the, oh, okay. So Michael Y is the banana hammock boys commission. All right. He's, 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 he's got to drop out, but he wants us to talk about Chubb, Sutton, Godwin, Damian Pierce, and Pollard. I'll say that I'll say about those guys. Uh, none of those guys are in the discussion for the players that we're talking about right now, because the, all those guys we have in the top sixty-five. Um, if I, I felt, mean Damian Pierce on another team on another offense. Wait, wait, do we have Sutton? No, no, no. We so Sutton's not even in the top. So we need to move Sutton up here. Um, Sutton is actually going to be twenty-seven, turning. Tw- can you believe it? Time flies. Twenty-seven, turning twenty-eight this season. Yeah. Um, Was he, he a twenty-five-year-old rookie? By the end of the – let me just make sure that that's right. Cortland's – that was one that – that was – I'm not sure that I put – I'm not sure that I input that birth year. Um, let me see. Cortland Sutton. So he was born in October 10th, 1995. So do we have his – yeah, 1995, 1995. Just make sure the formula is right. Yep, 28. He'll be 28. He'll, be, he'll turn 28 on October 10th um, of this season. I do think he kind of belongs in this conversation, though. So let's move him up for the – so just so as we're doing it, we can kind of go through that. So – I mean, Russell Wilson is going to be that quarterback for the Broncos this current upcoming season. I mean, they're tied into that. Do you do you like – oh, we, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I, I you know, like like Michael White was saying in the chat, like how much of that do you feel like has to do with Nathaniel Hackett? Maybe you can get a buy low on, 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 on Sutton. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I don't know. I mean, uh, Russell looked like a shadow of his former self. Whenever I look, kind of look at our slotting for Chris Godwin, I worry a little bit about it being low on him, sort of having him in the 40s here. Was he 27? He's, 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 yeah, he's 27. And I just don't know what, if this is a situation where there's no Tom Brady back next year and, you know, Mike Evans is still there and if they're breaking in some kind of new quarterback, like, I don't really know how that th- whole thing's gonna gonna go. I feel like I'm more interested in leaning into like the young running back there, and that's I think I might rather have Rashad White 
in dynasty. I mean, the thing about Godwin that I do like is the position that he plays. It's it's friendly. You know, it's it's young quarterback friendly. I mean, he's still, man, we've seen how these young quarterbacks can just tank these dudes. These guys can come in and be really, really bad that they take chances on. That offensive line isn't what it once was. You know, Leonard Fournette's getting older. I, I just, I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly sure how things are going to go down there. And if that's, if dude, that's going to be, if that's going to be a Byron Leftwich offense without Tom Brady, by boy, is the shine off of Byron Leftwich as an offensive mind, an offensive play caller, a guy who they wanted to, you know, shove into the the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars job. Can you imagine if they would have done that instead of Doug Peterson? I guarantee you they wouldn't be the, they they wouldn't they wouldn't be playing the Chargers this this weekend in the in the wild card round. I mean the Buccaneers. I mean the Bucks are in the playoffs. <laughs> I and and is and that, be, is that because the Cowboys this this is that because of left which? Um, I don't trash trash me. We know why they're in the playoffs. I mean, and you say it's arguably it's their defense. It's you know like. Their no, defense isn't as good as it has their been. Quarterback's the greatest player, the greatest player of all time. He's got Brady really good hasn't weapons. been great this season either. But, but, but he's 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 been better down the stretch, and he's the best of all time, and he's got he's great okay. weapons. I mean, he is the best of all time. But I mean, we've seen like Aaron Rodgers is one of the best of all time. And I I understand. I and Aaron Rodgers made a good run there at the end. What I'm what I'm trying to tra- trash man. What I'm trying to say is if 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 Byron Leftwich did not have Tom Brady, that like he it's. Well, we just we don't know. I mean, it's an unknown. I mean, what we do know is that Chris Godwin is one of the more talented receivers in the enough in the National Football League. He plays a position that isn't entirely dependent on a quarterback having a great arm. Do you like um, a 27 year old Chris Godwin more than a 21 year old? George I mean, Pickens Chris Godwin or- doesn't have the wear on his tires like some of uh, some other 27 year old receivers. I but mean, you can't have him over George Pickens or Jamison Williams, right? Well, Jamison Williams is still largely an unknown. I, well, here, here's what I know about Jamison Williams. He looks sick. Did you see the touchdown they got called back? Yeah, but I mean, last week, it's he's still a largely unknown variable with a quarterback that we both have hated. For, <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah. Well, to, well, but but with golf, I mean, part of that is to see how golf was really good this year. Golf, golf. No, he had a improvement this year, but I mean, but then he also, I mean, like Williams is also sharing that receiving core with Amon Ross, St. Brown, um, with a DJ Shark who had an imp- who, who improved over the course of the season. Well, D- DJ Shark is DJ Shark was only a one year deal, so we yeah. don't we, we don't we don't know if if if, if, if he's back. Um, do, okay, I mean so, to say that. Jamison Williams should be over Chris Godwin. It's not to me. That's not a given. Well, how did you rank him? You put Godwin. I mean, you 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 ranked him basically three. You you ranked Jamison three spots ahead. So I mean, we both think he's ahead. You're saying it's not. I mean, it's close. All all these are close. I just said it was. I said it's not a given. To me, it feels like a given that you're going to have the guy that you took at the one point. I, well. Did, would you have traded? Would you, would you have traded your like one point zero five last year away for Chris Godwin? Even last year, I mean, yes. I mean, you remember how we used to talk about Chris Godwin? How fantasy used to regard Chris Godwin? No, I'm I mean, I, I just, it, I, I mean, I get it. it's a "what have you done for me lately" type of 
Well, Godwin's, with God, them, but... Godwin's been okay lately, but dude, what if there's no Brady? What if they're breaking a new quarterback? What if like all this? But stuff... Godwin was Godwin was incredible before Brady was there. As a as a as a as a young guy coming into the NFL, and every, he's going to be 27. I mean, if you think he's got three more good years, I think it's fine, and we could talk about moving him up. I mean, I'm, I we we can't we can't move him up over we can't move him up over guys like you know the DJ Moores and the and the Traylon Burks and the Christian Watsons. I don't think. I mean, Traylon Burks with a with also an iffy quarterback situation, and well, I mean, and that offense is. Fuck Michael, why man? He gets us onto this subject of Godwin. I was I wanted to talk about sixty-five through eighty-five. We're almost out of the block where we're even allowed to talk about. Well, here, all right. So Godwin, we'll go back and we'll and we'll just we'll discuss later, okay? But I think he's in the right bucket. I think he's in the right bucket. I want to like. I want to have got. I just. I wanted to have these rookies that we took in the first round this year over Godwin. And if you don't think that that's right, maybe it's not right. I'll check some like, where's I don't have time to go to any other, like I, I need to go to some other sites and just see what the consensus is. Right. Just, yeah. Um, okay. But I just, I, I, cause I don't want to buck consensus and do anything. Too well, that's, weird. What I, that's what I was doing when I, when I made my initial rankings this morning. Okay. Well, there's a little bit of that tinged in then, I I, I, I guess. Um, but without c- c- considering the consensus or whatever, tell me how you would rank these guys for for Dynasty. David Montgomery, A.J. Dillon, Cam Akers, Ezekiel Elliott, 26-year-old Montgomery, 25-year-old A.J. Dillon, who is a teammate with uh, Aaron Jones, who just signed a new contract. Um. Cam Akers, who's 24 years old, who broke out in this season and looks like he's over whatever messed with him. And Ezekiel Elliott, who's 28 this season, but might not have Tony Pollard for the next year or two if the Dallas does does let him get away. Um which we're kind of which we're kind of thinking in the rankings happens because we haven't we haven't good we have Pollard a good ways up from here. I feel like Elliott. Is in first above above Montgomery? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Why? Why? I mean, we, I mean, we've seen he still has juice. He's still got such high scoring potential. And if Pollard isn't there, and he's and he's healthy, I mean, he's. How about how how about we kind of do it like we do Montgomery? Give it a sixty five percent chance that. A uh, 65, 35, 65 Pollard's gone, 35 that he's back. Do you still have Elliott over Montgomery or Cam Akers? Yeah, I think or he's a better Asia back. Than, I think he's a better back than both of those guys. But, but right, but this is this is dynasty. We're, we're talking about. I know. I mean, stuff. I know. I mean, we're talking about like if we're saying if Pollard isn't there, and if Elliott can still perform at a, he's one of the best offenses in the league. And I, mean, I guess I guess it's important that people know too that whenever we do this stuff, whenever we're sort of pro- pro- projecting this, we're thinking about this in a three-year window, a two to three-year window, you know, because that sort of that 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 takes into account not only teams that are kind of rebuild. If if, if we're to be rebuilding, we we want to be a short-term rebuild or like Matt calls it a, like a productive struggle, right? 
we we don't want to just be a complete tanking team and just completely rebuild. And guys like Zeke, who can get a little bit cheaper, can definitely help you in those kinds of teams. I mean, I just think, too, just considering the offense that he's on and if he's there without Pollard, and I feel like he would have fallen off the cliff now. If I mean, I'm, he's past the point where running backs generally do by now. Okay. Um, it's one guy that I might have fallen through the crack, cracks of all of these guys is Gabriel Davis because he is – he's he's going to be 24 and via you know i mean i mean stefan situation he has so funny that you call him stefan like it sounds like such a like fun fun it sounds like a funny name um stefan diggs yeah he's 30 he's 30 so gabe davis connected for the foreseeable future to josh allen i mean if josh allen is your number one quarterback it's almost like Gabe Davis should probably be ahead of uh, 28-year-old Terry McLaurin, right? Yeah. I, yeah. So we need to move Gabe Davis I mean, up here. slightly, yeah. Okay. So he's somebody that's going to creep into that top kind of 50, 50, 58-ish, top top 50 – no, top yeah, top 58, 7, 58. It's hard to believe Terry McLaurin's 28. Yeah, man. Well, he was a little bit old whenever he came out. Remember? Yeah. Um, any of these others that you wanted to just hit on before? Like, um, you 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 never said who you liked the order that you liked him in. Um, Zeke, I, I, Montgomery. I, I like Elliot first. Yeah. I like Montgomery, then Acres and Dylan. And does Khalil Herbert fall into any of that with you? Would what about like do you and or I mean, in a, I think in a back, Herbert's I think Khalil Herbert's a better back at this moment in his career than maybe all of them, but we're talking about the Chicago offense. We're talking about him potentially being behind Montgomery again. Um it's just and the thing is we're gonna be able to change these throughout the offseason. Um I feel like it's not terribly it's not a dire situation to have Herbert, you know, it's not gonna be his final resting space you is know it, is it bad is it i mean is it does aaron jones belong in a category that's above all these guys was aaron jones 28 20 he'll be 29 i'm not sure with with the with the future of aaron, with aaron well aaron rogers sounds like he's done his future is a little bit uncertain I mean, how much do you love Aaron Jones and a Jordan Love offense, you know, or AJ Dillon? To me, it's like I, I think in a vacuum. I, well, AJ Dillon's what could be twenty-five. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that Aaron Jones should probably be in that bucket too. I'm not sure that we should consider Leonard Fournette in that bucket. I'm not sure we should, we could should consider a 27 year old Deontay Foreman now in that bucket. Well, Deontay Foreman, though, also, you know, is one of these players who's come on later in his career and doesn't have the wear and tear of a twenty of a normal twenty-seven-year-old starting running back. What about it, like guys? Just finally, what about Isaiah Pacheco? What about Tyler Algier? Because Pacheco is going to be twenty-three. Algier is going to be twenty. Oh, Algier is only going to be twenty-two. You have to put those guys. I mean, above. I think you have to consider them guys above. Above. Do you like Algier better than Pacheco? Uh, at this moment. So I'll just move him kind of up here. 
so we can kind of have them up here and we'll go through these and we'll rank them. Some of these guys trash, man. I think mainly Gabriel Davis. We're going to move up here to the area that we've already ranked. I think that was a little bit of an oversight by me and in not including him in that first batch of 65. Um, and you can check on that, you know, versus consensus or what or whatever. Okay, let's let's talk about uh, the Ole Miss wide receiver Jonathan Mingo. Um, excited to see him at the Senior Bowl. I'll have the we'll have another podcast on maybe Thursday trash man, if you're available and we'll go over at least Xavier Hutchinson, who I've been working on, who I really like, not sure how much I like Mingo. There are plays out of him that I think uh, that I think are good. You know, I, I, I mean, just I really looking do. at, I mean, he's, he's actually really, he was like, we were discussing this earlier. It's hard to comp because he really is kind of a unique player, at least build wise. Um, and it's just like, and if you just watch him run and how smooth he is, but just how powerful he is, I think he could be really good in fantasy. I feel like, you know, I wanted to compare him to like players who are already in the league, but I feel like he could be, he could be an Anquan Bolden type um, player in the NFL. Anquan Bolden. We'll see. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't mention Anquan Bolden. I know because he's not. I mean, I don't even know if a lot of guys playing fantasy now even know who Anquan Bolden is. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's 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 better to it's better to have that kind of comparison than just having to compare all these guys to DK Metcalf and Jamar Chase and stuff. We'll we'll, we'll put this up on the screen. Thanks to Ole Miss Athletics for this. Uh, maybe we'll see some routes and stuff out of Mingo, but you can at least see. Um, kind of his size and the shape of his body and the way that he looks for people who can't see it. He is a stout guy, really big, kind of really big, really big quads, strong arms, tall, you know, fairly tall, but more just kind of thick and sort of has that angular. He's got the angular body from the waist to the, to the, from the waist to the shoulders. That reminds me a ton of, of, of Debo Samuel from a, from a body perspective. I don't think that he plays like Debo Samuel. I don't either. He, Some he, people have mentioned that comparison, but I didn't see the comparison in the way that they play. Well, well and how they're utilized, at least. Well, the way that they look, right? He just kind of looks like him, right? He, he's he's he's, t- he's tough after catching. The body just kind of looks the same. He's um, bigger. Yeah, he's bigger, right? But I just kind of mean the shape of the body, the shape yeah. of the body, and he's just he, he's 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 really good yards after catch. And as you can see in some of these. You know, they can use him in that short game, the low average depth of target stuff. And when he gets the ball in his hands, like, you know, on these quick screens, he can get upfield. He can, he can shed. Um, I think he's going to be an exciting guy to watch at, at the senior bowl. I want to see how natural he is as a pass catcher and sort of what he, what he looks like in that realm, because I think what his best attributes are or his yards after catch. He's also a fairly young guy. He, um, he was uh, for a four year college player. He's only going to be 22 in his rookie season. Um, pretty productive 21% of team receptions this year, 28% of team receiving yards, 23% of team receiving touchdowns for total production percentage of 24%. Um, one of the things that I kind of thought about him was that, um, you know, he's got the, he didn't break out till he was a senior. Right. Yeah. And, but man, he had to sit behind guys like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown and Elijah Moore, just all these dudes he was a second team all SEC guy this year. He was a senior bowl invite. And if you try, did you watch the Vanderbilt game? No. Uh, well, I will shit. If you like him now, <laughs> wait 
wait till you wait till you see that man uh wait till you see that it was um he was what what was it nine for nine for 247 just an absolute monster day he broke elijah moore's record of 238 um he actually elijah moore broke the record against vanderbilt as well so i mean that's that's a bunch of good receivers that have been through Ole Miss. That's a good SEC school, especially lately. And to think that he had the you know he's a guy who could take over a game unlike any of those dudes is pretty pretty impressive. And now we have to consider the fact that if if DK Metcalf and AJ Brown didn't have the other guy on on, on the other side of them, one of them probably would have probably would have busted off like three honey at some point in one of these games, right? Yeah. But you know the fact that the dude can you know it is. It is Vanderbilt, but it's an SEC opponent. Can take over football games. I like his size. I like his. I I, I like his yards after catch. I like the way that he navigates open space. I really. It, He's a real smoothie out there on the field. It just. It. It, it just. It, it. reminded me of Nikhil Harry when I when I looked at him. And I, I feel the like, size is about the same. I mean, it's. I feel the, like he's got more finesse than a Harry. You're forgetting um, that Harry was good. No, I know Harry was good, but I feel like Harry was more of like a kind of catch point guy, guy, you know, that's where he kind of did his damage. My other was Brian Edwards. And so those are my thoughts on him. Those are my thoughts on him. You know, what, what did you think? What are his best attributes? What is it that you like best? Best attributes. Um, he's got great play strength, wide catch radius. You know, like I said, he glides down the field, but he's got good contact balance. He's um, got excellent body control. Um, he's a powerful dude who's got finesse to him, and he can and he can use that power in his blocking too. He's a willing blocker. Um, basically, he's just like I like the fact that he's such a big guy, a big powerful guy, um, but who runs with finesse and like um, and is a smooth player and is a smooth runner down the field. Broken foot. Uh, from what was that? Twenty twenty one. He does. Ha- he does have a an injury history. Yeah, they say it's fine. I mean, I don't know. We'll see if it, like we'll clearly we'll see how, how all that stuff checks out at the combine. But you know, and we'll also see if the weight, six, height, weight six two two twenty five. I'm not sure if that's you know. I I he looks big. I mean, I mean, he, I mean that's really big. big. I was looking at players yeah. to comp him with, and I just it's. Almost impossible to find guys. Yeah, well, I, well, I mean, I mean, one guy you can comment to is 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 is, is Nikhil Harry. Yeah, <laughs> well, because here's the thing: he's gonna. I don't. I think that, and I think you made a good point. He doesn't get up to speed fast, but man, once he gets going, once he gets going, and he gets and he gets the head of steam, it's like that's when he's one of these guys that on the that on the that on the forty yard dash, right? Yeah, I'll want to see what not what his 10 yard split is initially. I'll want to see what the flying 20 is, like like the last 20 yards. Because yeah. that that it feels like that's when, when he gets ahead of steam and gets going, he he's kind of hard to catch, right? Whenever he's first just you know getting out of a break or he's first having a cut on, you know, he doesn't necessarily explode out of there on a dime. No, he's um, he's smooth. Yeah, he's smooth. So I I you project him at a four, five, six. I think he's probably more like a four or five even kind of guy. I think that's probably well. I was trying to be conservative after that Rasheed <laughs> Rice thing. Is just uh, do you do you like all right? So 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 um, do you, 
tell tell them your comp for tell tell the people your comp for <laughs> Jonathan Mingo. I mean, my comp was DK Metcalf. If you're just talking about a player of that size um, who smoothed down the field, and you know, can, and DK can, Metcalf, you likes- can't low DK Metcalf. He's not four three three. Whenever we're taking these comps, we can't. Yeah, just but the I mean, fastest, most freaky. When, when do we when do we see Metcalf's four three speed? When, what do you watch? I mean, well, I mean, I just feel like it's it's rare that we see. It's he, not. We see it all the time. We see it all the time. If you watch these football games, you see his four three speed all the time. He blows by corners. He gets wide open. It's he. he it, I mean, don't you remember the interception return that he that he ran down? No, on no, DeCap Metcalf's incredible. I mean, it's just I'm just saying it's hard to it's hard for I just don't think it's that much of a difference between the speed of DK Metcalf and Jonathan Mingo. Well, I These guys I'm are talking gonna, about the speed. I'm talking about the play speed and how they I mean how they look on the field. Yeah, I just, um, I, I, just I, I think it's impossible to comp anybody to DK Metcalf that's not that big and projects to run that fast. Well, I mean, it's, I just it's, it's really hard to find another comparable player for me for Brian Edwards. But he's bigger than Brian Edwards. He's what, got eight least, nine pounds. He's got at least ten pounds on him. What was Brian Edwards? One Brian Edwards two eighteen or something to the combo. It's but it's pretty close. He looks like Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards, big, strong. Brian Edwards, big, to me, strong looks, dude. To me, catch, to me, seemed we saw that open field. Seemed, navig- Brian Edwards seemed thinner than Trunk to me. Oh well, fine. He, he's a lot like Brian Edwards the way that he, he navigates in the open field. And I, it, Brian Edwards to me seems more like a technician. This guy seems like more of an athlete. I understand. I mean, look, man, Brian Edwards was a was a was a beast in college. I know that he hasn't been one in the pros. Trash man, who do you like better? You, you have to choose one before the Senior Bowl. Is it Jonathan? Who do you have ranked pre Senior Bowl higher, Jonathan Mingo or Rache Rice? I mean, I'm more excited about Mingo. about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 